What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, March 1st. Leap Day has come and left. We're back on track with the normal course for the rest of the year, and I love this month. Right now, we are in, to me, the best month in the entire sports calendar. So much stuff happening. Heck, the Miami Heat, they're chasing a championship right now. I know the playoffs have not started yet, but it kind of feels like they have for the Miami Heat. And I could say the same for the Florida Panthers. It wasn't easy last night as it should have been against Montreal, but they get a W and they have been looking really good as of late. They had a really good February, but now we're on to March. March, we get conference tournaments. We get the NCAA tournament. We get the beginning of Major League Baseball season. So we get a lot. That's why I love the month of March. And as far as the tournaments go and all the daytime action, with the Hard Rock Bet app now being legal in Florida, oh. The buzzer beaters, the upsets, the in-game wagering. It's going to be epic, and I can't wait to take part in all of it. I suggested something, sort of suggested something, on the show yesterday. I told you about a Florida Panthers parlay, Verhage to get a point, Reinhardt to get a point, the Panthers to win the game, and Montreal to score less than two and a half goals. Well, those first three came in, but the Canadians scored three. And the worst part is one of their goals came with a second to go in the second period. A lot of people ask me my suggestions. I get DMs. I get public messages on Twitter, Instagram. All over the place. I get emails asking for suggestions all of the time. I like to put wagers in myself, but when I'm doing the show outside of Florida, and I do the show from everywhere, all over the U.S., all over the world, I cannot use the Hard Rock app. And last night was one of those occasions. Marlon's man hit me up. Do you know who I am? Hey, do you have a parlay for me tonight? And I told him what I liked. I told him what I said on the show to all of you yesterday afternoon. He put it in. I posted his ticket. He put a dime on it, which would be $1,000 to pay, I believe, 3500 And he lost. Marlins man, though, he can afford it. Losing $1,000 for him is like, I mean, does he even realize it? Probably not. I've been to games with him before. I've been on the road with him before where he's buying tickets on StubHub and Ticketmaster and TickPick and SeatGeek and Vivid Seats and all of these sites. Oh, yeah, $7,000 a seat for a playoff game. Boom, yeah, just click it. No problem. Two seats purchased. Boom. Just like that. Must be nice, huh? Well, at least it was a nice ending if you didn't wager on that parlay. The Panthers with a thrilling victory, you could say. It shouldn't have been thrilling. As far as the Heat game went last night, 
I love how we had the Panthers at seven and then the Heat right after that. The Heat game, it was compelling. The Miami Heat, they didn't leave Denver with a W. The winning streak for them is over. But I felt like we got a really good effort from the Miami Heat last night. It's like that kid as the Heat were walking into the locker room. I don't know how many years ago that was. Maybe 10 years ago. It was one of those nights for the Miami Heat where they lose the game. But you sort of felt good about things moving forward. I know as a Heat fan, you probably felt good about things moving forward before that game last night. But even with a loss, you still feel good about this Miami Heat team. So it was a nice South Florida sports night. We got a W from the Panthers. The Miami Heat looked good out there even though they lost. It wasn't like it was an easy game. So sometimes you don't want to have like moral victories, but sometimes you just got to say, okay, we lost. It was the Nuggets. We we did everything we could. We had the altitude. And the altitude, that's no joke. A lot of people in South Florida never go to places that are a mile high or even three quarters of a mile high. But it's no joke. I remember the first time I went to Denver, it was maybe 15 or 20 years ago. I got into the car Right after I landed at the airport, got to the car, my cousin picked me up, and I felt horrible. Now, I wasn't used to that at all. I had never been a mile high, even the way some of you get a mile you know, high. Um, no, I, I had never been anything like that. No, no conditions, never been that high before. Just to clarify, if you're tuning in, I'm talking about altitude. So it was like, wow, I felt terrible. I wanted to throw up. It was just, it was bad. Now that I am in high altitudes all of the time, because Medellin, Bogota, all over, Colombia! you're pretty high up. A normal day for me in Medellin, I'm at, 5,500 feet. So you're talking about something even higher than Denver. I went to a restaurant the other night that I frequent in Medellin. And that restaurant's about 7,200 feet. Bogota, very high altitudes. So now I'm used to it. But I have friends that come visit me when I'm in Medellin. And they're like, whoa. When I went to Denver last year for the NBA Finals, and I wouldn't mind going back <laughs> as long as the Heat are there, but when I went to Denver for the NBA Finals last season, I didn't feel anything at all. It was like nothing to me. It was a lower level altitude than what I'm used to. They're making a big deal. Oh, we're a mile high. And a lot of media from South Florida that came they were saying, oh, gosh, you know, I was outside today and it was it, it was like rough. You could tell 
how high up you are. And I'm thinking to myself, this is this is nothing. Now, it could be a little bit different for athletes. I don't really know. I'm not a gym guy. I'm not working out all the time. I'm not working out really uh, any of the time. So I don't know what their bodies are like with that altitude, but we've heard it from players before, and they're not going to use it as an excuse. The Miami Heat last night, it wasn't an easy ending to the road trip, but I think when the Heat got on that plane, coming back to South Florida, they said, okay, we're fine. We're good. We're going to be all right. We're heading in the right direction. We got good things going on. I don't want to sound like we're, we're good with a loss, but they're going to be okay. I feel good about them. So I'm going to do something this hour that I haven't done the past two days. I am not going to start the hour talking about Tua. I did it yesterday. I did it on Wednesday because Mike McDaniel spoke and then Chris Greer spoke and the Tua contract extension conversation has been a big headline, as it should be. But I'm not going to officially start the hour with Tua today. I'm not even going to bring up Tua today. Should I bring up Tyreek Hill today? And the lawsuit against him? So many off-the-field things going on all of the time. I'm sure you heard about the latest one, and I brought it up a couple of days ago. And now Tyreek's attorney commenting on it. ESPN was talking about it earlier today, putting stories out about it. Tyreek Hill's attorney saying the lawsuit and the claim is baseless. He's being sued by a woman who's a a social media influencer who's got like 2 million followers on Instagram for breaking her leg. She suffered a leg fracture apparently because Tyreek Hill was playing football with her in his backyard. He invited her over to his place to stay there for a few days and her leg got broken in the backyard according to the lawsuit that she filed. Tyreek Hill's lawyer says the allegation and the lawsuit, they're baseless. I'm thinking to myself, this happened July of last year. He invited this woman to stay several days with him, had somebody pick her up at the airport, was DMing her, flirting and all this, and then his house catches on fire, and then he's filing for a divorce, but really he's not filing for a divorce, and he's got these paternity suits. I don't know if you guys care about all of this or not, but it adds up and adds up and adds up. You guys care about what he does on the field, which is completely understandable. But I wonder how much the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, 
I know all he wants to do is win. I just wonder how much of this off-the-field stuff he can put up with. The Miami Dolphins had this unbelievable report card. Like, they got the best cafeteria in the world. Better than that cafeteria I used to go to in Coral Gables back in the day, a miracle mile. Heck of a cafeteria. The silverware in there, the service, oh, wow, unreal. A+. plus. Stephen Ross put out a statement about that a couple days ago. Like, that's a big deal at the facility. Now, do the fans care about the report card of the working conditions? I don't think so. Like, are you happy? Hey, the Dolphins got a great report card. Best in the league. The only thing you care about are W's. You don't care about A-pluses, A's, or A-minuses. You care about W's. That is how the Miami Dolphins are judged. W's. I think that report card had more A-pluses or A's than they had W's last season. Really, it had like 13 A's. They didn't have 13 W's. So what are we more... Happy about the A's or the W's? I think I bring up a valid point. And no, that's not what I'm officially starting with either. But at least it's not going to be another day of what are the Dolphins going to do with Tua? What should they do with Tua? All right. I've been talking for about 13 and a half minutes and I do have a lot to get to this hour, but I can't. The things that I really want to discuss, I can't yet until the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. I am starting the conversation this hour with the Miami Heat. Yes, they picked up an L last night. Yes, their winning streak is no longer. But if you're telling me at the end of a road trip, with that altitude against that team, and don't scream at me, oh, come on, Slater, the altitude. If you're telling me the Miami Heat should not be proud of that effort last night, if you're telling me the Miami Heat should not be encouraged by that effort last night, being right there with the Denver Nuggets at the end of a road trip. And yes, I know Jamal Murray left the game with an ankle injury. But if you're telling me that this team and the fans should not be encouraged, well, I think you're wrong because that was a dang fine effort by the Miami Heat. Let's look at the big picture. The Miami Heat come out of the All-Star break. They head west. They go to New Orleans. That is west of Florida, just so you know. Because you say west, oh my gosh, California. He said New Orleans. New Orleans is west of Florida, west of Miami. They go to New Orleans. They get in a brawl. They regain their composure, and they get a win. Then the Miami Heat are playing without a bunch of guys. Because of that brawl, they go to Sacramento, even further west, way west. They get a win. Then they go to Portland. Now, 
The Blazers are horrible. I wonder why. But it was the second night of a back-to-back. They get a win. Then they turn around. They go to Denver. You're playing a mile high. Hopefully, you're just a mile high from the altitude, and that's all. And last night, they gave the Denver Nuggets all that they could handle. When I look at the heat coming out of that all-star break, I see a very impressive stretch. Nothing to hang their heads about. I see this team right now locking in. There were moments last night where Bam was really willing to take on Jokic. Caleb Martin made some big plays. This Miami Heat team is starting to Get that look. Some of you may not have watched the whole game. You fell asleep. I understand. But they're really starting to get the look of an opponent saying, we don't want to play them. And to me, they're doing it at the right time. It's not too early. It's the right time, and they're doing it with the right temperament. Usually, the Miami Heat get to that place during the playoffs, but what I'm noticing, and this is something that happened before the break even. I mean, after the break, they've come out great, but this started before the break. I brought it up here. I said they're heading into the break nicely. I'm starting to see some urgency in this team. I'm starting to see heat culture kick in. It's kicking in even sooner than what we're used to seeing. And I feel that's going to bode very well for the postseason. I also think just roster-wise, I believe this year's team could be better than last year's. When the Miami Heat replaced Kyle Lowry with Terry Rozier, that's a monster upgrade. It's a monster upgrade in terms of tempo. I know Rozier didn't have his legs under him last night, especially at the end of the game. But he's going to allow the Miami Heat to play faster. And when you're playing faster, that's going to open up spacing. Plus, Scary Terry's getting more and more comfortable in his role. He's going to start scoring more. He's a good player. And with Jaime Jaquez Jr., I don't think the Miami Heat last season had anyone like him a guy who can compliment Jimmy Butler and at the same time when Jimmy's not on the floor he can do so many of the same things that Jimmy does during the course of a game I'm not saying he is Jimmy Butler but he can do similar things he makes the Miami Heat better So that's an X factor that they didn't have last season. Sure, he's a rookie, and this would be his first playoffs in the NBA. Well, it will be because I don't think the Miami Heat are going to miss him. But if there's one trait about Triple J that jumps off the page, I think that it's he's so mature. All that time at UCLA, the guy came into the league And he was NBA ready. I remember draft night. That's what everybody was saying. At least in South Florida. Heat people. 
This dude is NBA ready. And I, I believe those people were right. That's what it looks like. He has an NBA ready work ethic. So I don't think the playoffs will be too big for him. It really all comes down to matchups. How will the Heat do after the regular season? Well, as it stands now, the only team that would present a major matchup problem for Miami, it would be Boston, especially with Porzingis. But we'll see when the Miami Heat face Boston. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But the way the Miami Heat are looking right now, they're looking like they will be a dangerous team. They should always be a dangerous team come playoff time because of Heat culture. Will the Heat play Boston in the second round? Well, of course, the Heat have to get out of the first round. I really don't want to get too far ahead. But whenever they would face Boston, that will be the toughest matchup. I don't think anybody else should scare the Miami Heat. Not that they would say they're scared of Boston, but does Milwaukee scare you? Dame hates it there. Does Philly scare you? Joel Embiid is hurt. The Knicks, they're all guts. The Heat are still tougher than them. Cleveland, they'd have a lot to prove. So I'd lead on the Heat in that one. I bring this up because we're getting closer and closer to playoff time. It feels like there's a run coming from the Heat. That five-game winning streak wasn't just whatever. Even though there is no more winning streak right now because they lost last night, I still saw little signs and symptoms of big things to come. And I think those things are going to be coming very soon. Just like the Slater Scoops poker tournament. That's coming very soon. It's right around the corner, Tuesday night, just a few days away. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. $20,000 minimum in the prize pool, and it's just 250 bucks to buy in. The tournament begins at 6 p.m. this coming Tuesday night. If you can't get there by 6, no problem. You have until 9.30 p.m. on Tuesday night to register. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, it's my tournament. It happens every single month in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I hope to see you this coming Tuesday night. And as an added bonus, if you get lucky and knock me out of my own tournament, I emphasize get lucky because that's what it'll take to knock me out of the tournament. If you get all my chips, I will also give you two seats on the glass to a Florida Panthers game. That's courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. That is a great prize if you get all my chips in my poker tournament, but you can't try to do it unless you're there. So I hope to see you this coming Tuesday night, just a few days away, for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Exciting action last night at the Emirate Bank Arena in Sunrise. The Florida Panthers pick up a W. 
before I get to the Panthers, maybe you should get to Gulfstream Park. They've got exciting action going on because it is the championship meet at Gulfstream Park. The championship meet brings out the best of the best. The best horses in the world, the best jockeys in the world, the best trainers in the world, the best of everything in the horse racing world is in Hollandale Beach right now at Gulfstream Park. Tomorrow, a big, big day at Gulfstream, the Fountain of Youth Stakes. They're going to have some amazing racing going on. That is a perfect opportunity for you to get on out there and enjoy the atmosphere. A great day at the races. I highly suggest, though, you make a reservation if you're going to go to where I go, and that is the Trackside Restaurant 10 Palms. Visit GulfstreamPark.com for all of the information and to make that table reservation. Watch the races live right in front of you. It'll be a tremendous day tomorrow. It's always a tremendous day, though, with live racing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during the championship meet going on right now at Gulfstream Park. I hope we have a championship run yet again with this Florida Panthers team. Of course, I want it with the Miami Heat as well. The Heat lose last night. Great effort, though. The Florida Panthers, they had to do way too much last night, way more than they should have to get a W. But in the end, that's all that matters. They won. They got two points. They put Montreal away in a shootout, and it was Anton Lundell. He's the one that sent the Panthers off the ice with a 4-3 win. That's three straight home wins now for the Florida Panthers. Lundell wasn't the first star of the night. That belonged to Sam Reinhardt. And my gosh, Sam Reinhardt, have yourself a season. He scored a power play goal last night in the second. It was his 40th goal of the year. And then in the third, from an impossible angle, he scored his 41st of the season. It was shorthanded. These wins, they're nice. And you want to collect as many points as you possibly can. But just like with the Miami Heat, when you watch this Panthers team and when you listen to the players, especially if you listen to Paul Maurice, the head coach, nobody seems to be focused on the here and now. Paul Maurice, he seems to be focused on playoff hockey, playoff habits, and playoff attitude. He knows that the Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy two years ago. And when they won the President's Trophy two years ago, that didn't mean a thing. The Boston Bruins won the President's Trophy last season. That didn't mean a thing either. Florida Panthers beat him in the first round as the eighth seed. The Panthers just found a way to get in last season. And then Sergei Bobrovsky got hotter than the barbecue that those burgers I had were cooking on last night with the skyline of Medellin in the background. The team, they were playing a style of hockey that was more suited to playoff competition. 
So Paul Maurice is using this time now. He's going to use the next month or so to hammer it home. Hammer home a style of play that will translate come playoff time. Because playoffs in hockey, completely different than the regular season. And that's solely because of the style of play. Isn't it fun to have teams that are good every night? But still, you're not even close to being satisfied yet. Your team is competitive. Your team is doing really well in the regular season. But you're only looking to the postseason. You're not looking at, hey, yeah, the Panthers won. Cool, great. You're thinking big picture. You're thinking about the bigger goal. You're not just thinking about, hey, the Panthers won last night. You're not even thinking about winning a round. That's the position the Florida Panthers are in now. It's also the position the Miami Heat are in. Both teams just made it to their respective final. Wouldn't it be disappointing if they did the same thing this season as they did last, make it but didn't win at all? It'd be cool that they were there. You'd be happy, of course, because they'd have a shot to win the championship. But if they didn't win the title, it'd be disappointing. And all of those players would be disappointed. The organizations would be disappointed. It's like, wow, here we got here again, but we just can't get the job done. And do you know how hard it is to get there? Both of those teams, the Heat and Panthers, they don't want to just get there again. They want parades. They're playing with that mindset. And I don't know about you, but when I watch their games, I can see it. And it's a lot of fun to watch. And this idea that it could happen again, that both of them could have monster runs again come playoff time simultaneously, how crazy is that? Although this year the Miami Heat and Florida Panthers would have higher seeds, so there would be fewer road games. There would be more nights where there's something big happening in Sunrise and there's something big happening in downtown Miami. And heck, that would make it even more fun. I like traveling. I like going to road games and seeing that road atmosphere, places I don't get to go all that often. And the Miami Heat and Florida Panthers both did very well on the road during the playoffs last season. But this year, I think we'll see a lot more games at home. Definitely for the Panthers. I love how both these teams are playing right now. But I hate the fact that I come on here. I like being excited. And I like being here on the airwaves and talking to all of you. But I just hate being so optimistic where I can only get brought down. I can only get disappointed. Last season with the Heat and Panthers, I was coming on the airwaves during the week. And I said, these two teams, like, they're not, they're not going anywhere. So disappointing. And I don't do that purposely for the philosophy of, 
oh, well, it can only get better. We can only have excitement. No, it's just really the way I thought. And then they both go to their championship rounds. This season, it's so different. This season, they're both playing well. The Panthers are playing very well. The Heat, they're starting to play really well. And now I'm excited early. It's March 1st. It's the first day of March, and I'm already really excited. Even though the Heat lost last night, I'm excited for what they have to come. I'm excited for what the Panthers have coming. And I can only get brought down. I can only get disappointed. But it's hard for me to feel any other way. I I don't want to come on here and be like, well, look, you know, just... Let's wait and see what happens. Don't get too excited. That's boring. Nobody wants to hear that. You should be excited. You're a fan. I'm excited. I'm a fan. I want all of our teams in South Florida to all have parades. Every single one of them. Even Inter-Miami. Not for a mid-season tournament or something, but for an MLS title. Let's all have parades. So when your team is doing well, you want to be excited. When you see good things happening, you want to be excited. When you see a bright future, you want to be excited. And and that's how I feel right now. I'm so excited, and I, just can't hide I can't hide it. And I don't want to hide it. None of you should want to hide it. So enjoy it. Enjoy this month. It's the first day of the month. Enjoy the madness that we have coming, not just with the NCAA tournament, which unfortunately will probably not have the University of Miami in it unless they make some type of miracle run and win the ACC tournament, which I don't even know if they could win their first game in the ACC tournament. I know you, though, will feel like you're winning if you call Stewie, who's got the bagel loan. No, he's not going to lend you a bagel to eat. If you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage, if you're refinancing, you want to call Stewie. And I'm going to give you his personal cell phone number in a moment because Stewie offers the bagel loan. You might think bagel loan. Mm, Sounds cool. What the heck is it? Think about this. You see a bagel. In the middle of that bagel, I see a zero. And that is exactly what you will be paying Stewie. Zero, nothing. No lender fees, no appraisal fees. Call Stewie on his personal cell phone number. 561-379-4441. You call him up. Hey, Stewie, the bagel loan. Tell me more. 561 371-4441. If you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage, if you're refinancing, you pay Stewie nothing with the bagel loan. No lender fees, no appraisal fees. MLS number 226-715. I mentioned March Madness. We're here on the first day of March. The NCAA tournament will be here this month. First come the conference tournaments, and we'll have FAU there. 
in the big dance. The University of Miami, though, almost certainly we won't. Every time I tune in to a UM basketball game, I just get the feeling that they're thinking, Get me out of here! They just want this all to be done and over with already. It's amazing because the glory years they just had, going to the Elite Eight, and then the school's first ever Final Four appearance, absolutely remarkable. Back-to-back seasons, Elite Eight, Final Four. This season, the highlight for them, it was hanging up the Final Four banner. And after that, everything collapsed. It makes you realize just how good and how valuable Jordan Miller was for the Canes and Isaiah Wong. They have come nowhere close to replacing those two. Nigel Pack took a huge step back. He's also been hurt most of the year, or for a lot of it. The question for UM Hoops, barring some sort of miracle run through the ACC tournament, it would take one heck of a miracle. Barring that, Is Coach L going to be able to get that ship back up and running? Got to pop my P there just to make sure I'm saying the right thing and don't get fined or something or get the station fined. I mean, the other word would be sufficient here too. But is Coach L going to be able to get that ship back up and running? Is he going to stick around to try to do it? Or did we just witness a comet where the Canes Hoops team was as good as they'll ever be? Elite Eight, Final Four, and they won't ever come close. They'll never see the likes of that again. I don't have the answer to that, but I can tell you what I think. And you know this show is always all about... My thought, Coach L's not going to get them back to that level. It's just too hard to do in the modern day of paying players. And if they keep playing at the level that they're playing at now, I don't know how much longer Coach L is going to want to stick around. When I see him, This season, he looks extremely disengaged. He looks frustrated. It's a long way from a guy who was doing dance moves in the locker room. He was having so much fun, looking so good. Now he doesn't look happy at all. And I don't know if there's a quick or easy fix for what's ailing this Canes hoops team. Just a completely lost season. The only hope we've got in South Florida this month is FAU. (laughs) Dusty May, he can coach, so maybe FAU gets really hot in the NCAA tournament, makes some noise. That's our hope because the fun meter from last season, having two teams in the Final Four, having Nova win the national championship, which some people don't even know about, but having all that winning happening at the same time in the same town, 
It was shocking. It was fun. It felt like a magic carpet ride. We're looking at our brackets and we're saying, wow, what happens if Miami and FAU meet for the championship? And now, while FAU could make a run, they're not going to sneak up on anybody this season. The Canes, I don't even know if the Canes will make the NIT bracket. Probably yes, but they might wind up in one of those third or fourth hand tournaments if they still even exist. I'm talking about the tournaments, the Canes. I mean, they're not good, but yes, they still exist. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, does my money still exist? I hope the answer is yes. March Madness brings out a lot of betting. You want to bet on the game and have a good time? Go for it. But you should not bet on your retirement and your financial future. You want to contact Trajan Wealth so they can help you. They're the professionals They know what they're doing at Trajan Wealth. You think you may know what you're doing, but do you really? When you look at your account, do you know what you're doing? Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. If you've got goals here for 2024, we're in the third month of the year now, and you haven't started reaching for those goals, the financial goals, your financial future, let Trajan Wealth help you. Let Trajan Wealth design a plan, and they'll do that based around those goals that you have made. If you want to call Trajan Wealth, you could do that as well. 561-390-1000. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, And this is a paid advertisement. One of the other things that I love about the month of March, baseball season begins. And I like the campaign the Marlins are running. They're running a campaign for opening day, which is on March 28th. They have Skip Schumacher as their manager. And he says, do you have plans? Skip it. A little play on his name. They've got billboards around town with skip it. They don't want you to skip opening day. They want you to skip whatever your plans are. Skip is clearly into it. He's having some fun with it. Nice little bit of work by the Marlins creative team there. Crazy how opening day is just about four weeks away. Like real opening day, not the opening day in South Korea. No show on Monday. I've got the day off. I'll be with you on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.